It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got a great show in store for you with a wonderful guest calling in. I'm very excited to have her. And yes, we're live on Facebook as well. But it seems like my phone's being really slow and laggy, so I don't know how this is coming across. If you guys can let me know in the comments section if this is good or not. I'm going to try and add her in. I see her there, but Facebook isn't giving me that add-in thing. Um, okay, so let's get started first with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. And then uh, I'll introduce you to my wonderful, wonderful returning guest. Yes. Okay, so first from the universe. When in doubt, give, let them have it, surrender, make peace. When there's no doubt, give, let them have it, surrender, make peace. Did I make life too easy? The universe. Uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, having a little fun with us today. I think the universe, you know, trying to remind us. That, you know, when in doubt, when not in doubt, when you're happy, when you're not happy, when you're sad, when you're not sad, whenever um, you're, regardless of your state, give, be generous, let people have the best of you, surrender to the moment, make peace, right? What is it the Dalai Lama says? We don't need more business people. We don't need more millionaires. We need more peacemakers and healers. So it's all about, you know, it, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter, um, you know, whether we feel insecure. It doesn't matter whether we're not sure. It doesn't matter, you know, our state. What's going to make life interesting, better for, for, for all of us? It's giving, it's being grateful, it's, it's caring about others, it's surrendering to the moment and being present, it's being someone who promotes peace. So, you know, it, it's just something to carry with us in our day-to-day -day life. You know, you, you have a difficult coworker, give to them, let them have the best of you, surrender to the moment, make peace with them. You know, you, it's that, that holiday time of the year where we're around family that uh, sometimes can trigger us. What do we do? Be generous. Let them have the best of us. 
surrender to the moment, and make peace with them. It's a great, great, great quote from the universe, something to keep in mind uh, throughout this holiday season, and uh, something to remind us that life really can be easy. We just have to remember to be this way regardless of our situation, our circumstances, how we feel. Not always easy, but simple. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Within the seed of your desire is everything necessary for it to blossom to fulfillment. And law of attraction is the engine that does the work. Your work is just to give it a fertile growing place in order to expand. Abraham. Wow. Okay, so this is really... uh, from all of the quotes I've had, uh, you know, from all of the teachings of Abraham, this really is the seed, the kernel. This really is the essence of what Abraham talks about in the Law of Attraction. We have a desire. There's a reason we have that desire. And within that desire is everything that is needed in order for that desire to come to fulfillment. And that we don't need to worry about how it's going to happen. Our job is not to figure it out. Our job is to give a fertile place for it to grow. What does that mean? That means we, our energy is one that supports the fulfillment of this idea. That we, our energy is in alignment with what it is that we're desiring. What it is we want to bring into the moment what it is we want to manifest. Our work is to allow. And how do we allow? We allow by energetically, emotionally, even physically, being in alignment with our intentions. Now, again, a, a lot of people give me, you know, guff about, you know, yo, does that mean I just sit on my couch and meditate all night long? No, it does not mean all you do is sit on your couch and meditate. But what it does mean is that you first align yourself with the energy of that desire and you look for what is it within that desire that maybe there's some resistance and what do we need to do? to release that resistance. And the more we release that resistance, the more we give fertile ground for that desire to blossom. Right? So how do we do that? We feel it. We visualize it. We align with it. We remind ourselves why we want it and the outcome and what it's going to look like when that desire manifests and when we have that very thing, whether it's an amazing relationship, greater health, uh, uh, more resources, touching more people's lives, yes, more zeros at the end of your bank account, a, a nicer home, whatever it is, it's coming into alignment and allowing fertile ground for it to blossom. Now again, We don't just sit back and do nothing. But what we do, the actions we take, we take from a place of alignment. And that 
one one hundredth of the effort taken from a place of alignment will go far, far beyond any effort taken from a place of misalignment, from a place of resistance, from a place of fear and concern and worry. So, two wonderful, amazing, and very much in alignment quotes from the universe and Abraham today. I really hope you've enjoyed them. I hope uh, they mean something to you and that uh, I think these are really good quotes to sort of keep in mind, especially at this time of year, towards the end of the year, when there's so much going on and so much uh, intention, you know, we're, we're coming into the holiday season, we're coming into New Year's, there's so much about, you know, reviewing uh, what happened over the past year, and what do we want for next year. So let's keep this in mind, like aligning our energy with these things. Um, as we set our intentions, as we set our goals and our dreams for next year. And, I mean, two very apropos quotes for my guest today, which I am very, very happy to bring her back to talk to my uh, show. Uh, my dear, dear fellow cohort in the Evolutionary Business Council, Charmaine Hammond. And Charmaine, uh, you may recall, has been in the business of transforming lives and raising the dreams of people for over 25 years. She's a former correctional officer and corporate dispute resolution expert and now travels the world teaching the principles of collaboration, partnership, and sponsorship. She is an expert in helping entrepreneurs discover the untapped revenue resource that most have not thought of yet. A serial entrepreneur herself, she has owned her company, Hammond International, for over 23 years and has, as well as several other businesses. As a best-selling author of five books and a certified speaking professional, right? That means you're a member of the uh, National Speakers Association, right, Charmaine? <laughs> Yes, and yeah. Canadian Association of Professional Speakers in Canada. Ah, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> she has a tremendous success in finding corporate sponsors to fund her speaking and her projects, events, and tours, including everything from like printing and graphic design and travel and venues and media and technology, hotels, even pet food and poop bags for her dog. How's Toby doing, by the way? He's doing wonderful. He's at the dog park right now. So ah, great. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So um, as you, many of our listeners who, who may remember when we had her on last time, we talked about her book tour, The Million Acts of Kindness, which involved a 14,000-kilometer tour and a 32-foot sponsored motorhome um, with more than 40 businesses and retail chains raising funds in their stores to support this movement, A Million Acts of Kindness. And I am very, very happy to have you back with me today, Charmaine. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. How are you doing? Oh, thank you so much for having me back, and it's great to be with you. I'm doing great, just enjoying some beautiful, sunny weather in California. Ah. Not sure what your weather's like there today, Sam. Uh, <laughs> it, it's sunny, but a little bit cooler, I imagine, than where you are in California. Where, where in California are you? You're, you're hopefully not near L.A. right now. 
No, I'm not, and my heart is just going out. To, we've been watching the news, and yeah. it's very, very scary. I'm I'm uh, just outside of San Diego area. Ah, so okay, right. The down, down in the south, yeah, yeah, we and, and we have a lot of fellow EBC members up in that area, and uh, yeah, the 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 videos I'm seeing and the pictures of what's going on with the wildfires is just is just heart wrenching. It is, it is for sure. Yeah, so so big shout out to all of our EBC members out in that area. We hope you're safe, and we hope you're you're taking the appropriate measures to stay safe. So, Charmaine, um, you know, since our last uh, interview, you know, you, you, you worked on that million acts of kindness. You've kind of shifted a little bit, haven't you? <laughs> a little bit, yes. You know, the common theme, though, is that uh, that was one of my dreams to be raised was doing this million acts of kindness tour. And I had so many people following the tour, even while we were planning the tour, that also wanted to launch their dream and do some kind of tour to support uh, the projects they're working on. And I ended up meeting this incredible business partner, Rebecca Kirstein. I, I think you know that the universe connects you to it, the right people at the right time, and that's exactly what happened. And then we right. launched Raise a Dream, a company that oh. helps other entrepreneurs raise their dreams. Ah, awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, it, it's time for us to take our first commercial break. So let's get into Razor Dream when we come come back from break. And uh, Charmaine, I was trying to add you on the Facebook video, but somehow it's it's not giving me the option to do it. So I can't add you to the oh. video. So okay. unfortunately, people get to look at my beautiful face all, all through the interview instead of having you on here too but we'll, we'll work it out and uh, I know the video looks like it's being a little laggy so um, I have to see if there's something I can do to fix it but everybody I want you to please stay tuned and if you're watching on the video please feel free to share your ideas comments and questions for Charmaine and myself in the comments field of the video I promise you we'll get to them if anybody wants to call in the call in number is 877-480-4120 we're going to take this a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow me friday, friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're, we're your digital, digital connectors, connectors. Woo -hoo! What's that? <laughs> talking alternative radio 24 hours a day. 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we're talking with Charmaine Hammond today. Um, Charmaine, before we get into it, I do want to also make a quick announcement that I didn't make at the top of the show, which is I just wanted to remind our audience that... We're doing something very, very special here at the station on December 21st for the winter solstice, our first annual talkradio.nyc radio marathon. We're going to be streaming live for 12 hours straight from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., bunch of hosts have signed up. Some hosts are going to do two hours in a block, some just one. Uh, we're going to see. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're about to set up a GoFundMe campaign to help to raise money to help us get some new equipment for the station, like a new laptop so that we can do some better Facebook live streaming um, and some other new equipment to help the station so that we can bring you better quality uh, programming and, and making sure that we're good. So I really hope uh, whether you're listening to this live right now or sometime on the repeat before the 21st that you'll join us live on the 21st 10 a.m eastern time to 10 p.m eastern time and the other thing too is since this is a special marathon we want people to listen live we're actually not recording the shows for the marathon so the only way you're going to hear the programming that day is if you tune in live so i really hope that encourages people to to tune in um so charmaine uh uh raise a dream right this, this new <laughs> collaboration let, let, let's talk about this where where did the sort of the idea come from for this new venture for you Rebecca and I Rebecca my business partner and I both have been passionate about helping people raise their dream getting behind projects that matter and both of us have always done everything in business in collaboration and we didn't know each other until January. And it was our business coach that had worked with both of us. And he said, you two need to meet. You have mm. the same vision on how you want to change the planet by supporting entrepreneurs. You have the same kind of energy and a really different skill set. And you both believe in collaboration. Maybe you guys should collaborate. And we had one conversation uh, that was just, you know, we were on uh, just – our ideas were nonstop, and that's where Raise a Dream was born. Wow, cool, cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny how the universe uh, tends to, you know, put you together with just the perfect person and uh, to to allow. And if we just say yes, right? I mean, the thing is, we have to say yes, which you did when the, your coach said, yeah, the two of you need to collaborate. You were at least open to the idea. And so being open uh, gave birth to this new opportunity. Absolutely. I love that you were brought, uh, you talked earlier, Sam, about being open and, and sur surrendering sometimes. And that's what's been so fantastic working with Rebecca, because we both have such a different skill set. And our, our background is very different in terms of how we came into business, but yet our values are aligned. Mm. And it's that common ground for us that have really been able to um do projects that we love, help entrepreneurs. And what's most exciting, I think, for both of us is watching the people that we work with, our students, be able to launch their dreams and, and, yeah. and do things that they weren't able to do alone because you bring that power of all your champions. It's sort of like you, you and I belong to the Evolutionary Business Council. It's right. sort of like that same magic that happens when you get on a collaboration call and you've got these incredible humans, wonderful business um, owners, and they start collaborating and supporting one another on their projects. Magic happens. Right, right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and it's 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 always amazing how, you know, the more we share our own dreams with people and our own ideas and then they kind of get the bug as well and then they start to um you know, not just throw in their support, but throw in their energy. And then they start getting excited about the same things we're excited about. And then that energy kind of builds on itself. And then, you know, before we know it, we're involved in something that's much bigger and, 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 and much greater and sometimes different than what we initially thought of. That's exactly what happens. And I love that you've talked about the importance of people sharing their dreams one of the things I discovered, and, and this was for me personally, when I had something that was exciting, a project that I, that I wanted to take on that would impact the world in some way, I would often keep that to myself. Uh-huh. I wondered what people would think about it. And, um, you know, what if my dream was too big? And one of my business associates said to me, Charmaine, what if your dream is too small? <laughs> and I just thought, wow, what a perspective. <laughs> yeah. And started sharing dreams. And, and I really encourage people, when you have something that is important to you, that's going to make a difference, tell other people because the most unusual contacts will come your way. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've met some of my partners and collaborators and champions in the lineup at the grocery store or while I'm pumping my gas at the gas station. You Mm. you meet the people that need to come to support you. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when we keep things a secret, you know, nobody knows about it. And so there's no one to give us help. But when we finally start opening our mouth and and like putting it out there, all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, what a great idea. Yeah, I would love to help you with that. So exactly. So how do you help people to now collaboration is a great thing, but sometimes it can be a little bit tricky. How do you help people to to uh, work the collaboration in a way that really is most effective? You're so right. Collaboration can be tricky. And and in a former career, Sam, I used to be a mediator. So I would come into workplaces and work with entrepreneurs and big industry and help them pick up the pieces when collaborations had gone sideways. And I also mediated many, many disputes that were rooted in a collaboration that was really going off the tracks. And that's what can make collaboration tricky is that relationships are involved and often we partner and collaborate with friends with with people we've known for a long time and if we don't set up agreements if we don't pick the right people to partner with and if we don't talk about our expectations of each other and what we're going to contribute to the collaboration and how we're going to handle it if things go sideways what happens is the collaboration can fall apart, which often means the project falls apart. Right. And then for me, what's most sad, though, is that valuable relationships become harmed. Trust right. is broken. And so we've got to make sure that we set it up for success in the beginning, especially if we're partnering and collaborating with friends and colleagues. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I've heard so, so many stories of people who were really good friends for years with someone and then they collaborated on some project and, you know, things went sideways and it kind of broke the friendship. And, and it, it was always such a shame because there was such a strong bond before the project. Yeah, we, we see that a lot. And part of what happens is because 
when friends and colleagues who know each other really well, they have a strong trust and respect for each other, when they form this collaboration and they decide to work on a project together, often a lot of assumptions are made because they know each other so well. And things that actually need to get talked about, tricky things like, how are we going to handle the money? What happens if we don't agree? They rely on the friendship to carry them through what could be an awkward or a sticky conversation. And what we recommend is is sort all that out in the beginning. You know, even create an agreement so that you have that to support you, that even if things go sideways, you you have decided in advance how you're going to handle those sticky situations. Yeah. No, that that's like so, so important. It's, it's, you know, you setting, I don't want to say the rules, but you're setting the expectations up front. And it's like we have to have those conversations sort of before anything happens so that then we know that when something comes up, we know what we expect. We know how we intend to deal with it. Or, you know, even if we say, well, look, if something like this comes up or something like this happens, let's talk about it before we make any decisions. Even just saying that statement before you start anything is so important. So when something comes up, at least, you know, okay, it's time for us to sit down and talk about it and not just, uh, you know, assume this or that. Exactly, and you brought up the next really important piece, Sam, and that's the importance of communication. Often what happens when friends and colleagues collaborate with each other, the communication loses a bit of a business sense, and again, that can be problematic. A a great example of a collaboration that I love to share is one that I have with Teresa DeGroa, who you know Uh, very, very well, and Joseph Francis, both who are members Mm -hmm. of the Evolutionary Business Council as well. And we partner on an event every year. This is a, this is our third year going into it. And one of the things that we did, because we have very, very strong relationships with each other that are really, really important to one another, and we have an event that we're hosting together. So we decided it in advance what we each were going to bring to the table. We talked about things like what are our strengths? Joseph and Teresa have very different strengths than I do, and how can we bring each of our unique strengths and the strengths of our team to the table to create the best experience for people at this event and and plan the event over the over the year? And that kind of approach, doing that up front and having open communication, is so so valuable. Right. Right. And this is the, the Global Influence Summit you're talking about that will take place right. in, in yeah. San Diego in March. Global Influence Summit in March. Exactly. No snow in San Diego in March. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Makes it very attractive to us New Yorkers here. <laughs> okay. So, so I'll just have a few minutes before we go to break. So I don't want to get into sponsorship just yet. Um, but when you talk about, you know, raising people's dreams, right? What do you me- really mean by that? I mean, mo- if you're an entrepreneur, you have a dream. So mm-hmm. what do you mean by raising a dream? Well, raising a dream to us is we, we meet so many people who have this passion profit, uh, project. It might be a philanthropy type project. It might be a difference that they want to make in the world. It might be writing a book or starting something new in their business. And they have this dream. And part of what happens is we think about raising a dream as that process that goes into helping that person get that dream out of their head, out of their heart, and into the real world. So that could be forming collaborations, getting the funding to raise that dream. 
And Rebecca and I always say at Raise a Dream that it takes a team to raise a dream. Rebecca mm. always adds, it's not a solo act. Yeah. And that's where we, that's the, the process that we use when we're thinking about helping people launch what's important to them and making a difference in the world by doing what they, what they love, what their passion is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's really so key. Yeah, it, it takes a team to raise a dream. I love that. I love that. Okay, <laughs> so it's time for us to take our next break. When we come back, let's talk about sponsorship and the importance of sponsorship. I and mean, this is a, a topic that's very near and dear to my heart because on the radio station here, we're starting to work on sponsorships. One of the shows on our network just had one of their episodes sponsored by the History Channel. That was a big coup for Michael Dolce and Hassan Godwin of uh, Secrets of the Sire. Big hats off to them about that. But let's talk about, uh, when we come back, let's talk about sponsorship, what it is, what it's not, and maybe give a couple of tips on best practices for our audience, okay? Great. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Charmaine Hammond of Raise a Dream, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? I'm your host, Antonia, of the show, So Now You Know. Join me as I attempt to satisfy your curiosity. Listen live Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. weekly at talkradio.nyc. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture... And feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Again, big apologies out there to anyone listening or watching on the Facebook live stream. I know uh, my phone is usually pretty good, but since I've been back from vacation, it's been a little slow. I'm not quite sure what's going on, so I know the video uh, is kind of laggy. Hopefully, the audio on the video is is okay. Uh, if, if someone can let me know, that would be awesome. Um, but uh, we'll we'll get it worked out, and I'll use if if it. If I can't get it working well, uh, I will use the laptop next week. Anyway, Charmaine, so let's talk about sponsorship. What is sponsorship? So I'm an entrepreneur. I've got this passion project. What is sponsorship? Why should I even think about sponsorship? Well, sponsorship is a marketing relationship. That's the best way to think about it. Uh, And sponsorship can happen in a few different ways. 
a company might give you products or services at no cost or even at a deeply, deeply discounted cost. And that's what we refer to as in-kind sponsorship. Yeah. And then there's certainly cash sponsorship where a company provides uh, cash to support a project. Now, what's really important when we, when we think about sponsorship is that there is an assumption that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that sponsorship is just for nonprofits or charities. And that's actually not the case. Um, certainly, a lot of companies do sponsorship and philanthropy with nonprofits. But why companies really like to work with entrepreneurs and provide support through sponsorship, whether it's in-kind or cash or a combination of both, is because sponsorship is a marketing relationship, it allows that company to receive some benefits, um, marketing support for their contribution. And it's really important what you asked the question earlier, Sam, what is sponsorship and what it is not. What's really important to know is that sponsorship is not a handout. Right. <laughs> and part of the challenge for lots of us is that we have to remove that block or remove that, that mindset that many entrepreneurs have that sponsorship is a handout and they feel awkward or yucky asking for support. Right. And if you think about sponsorship as a relationship with a company who wants to get behind your dream or your project, and while they're helping you through their in-kind or cash or both, uh, you are also helping them. You're getting them in front of your audience. You are helping them achieve some of their marketing and communication and awareness goals. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And you know what? I wasn't even aware of this idea of like an in-kind sponsorship until recently. And I actually have, you know, a nice example on the station of both in-kind and cash sponsorship. You know, as a cash sponsorship, I mentioned before, Michael Dolce on his show Secrets of the Sire got the History Channel to do a, sp a cash sponsorship for them. But on Fridays, we have Joan and Priya doing their show, Follow Me Fridays, and they've had a couple of wine sponsors uh, last month and this month who are basically just supplying them with bottles of wine. And so when they do their show here in the studio, they're, they're drinking some wine while they're doing their show, and they're talking about um, uh, the, these two, uh, these two uh, uh, sponsors. So one was a woman... Uh, who has kind of like a wine club that that collects wine for for from these little known um, uh, wineries that you don't normally get, and you join her club, and they send you a couple of bottles of wine every month or every quarter. And then the other one is is just a wine distributor who has some specific wines from Italy, and so it was really nice because they talked about the wines. They both love wine. And and so it it gave it raised the visibility of these these two wine entrepreneurs, you know, to their audience. But they didn't give them cash; they just gave them a bunch of bottles of wine, which made them very happy. Yeah, that is a great example, Sam. That's a perfect example of a collaboration. So you have that wine sponsor and the host that have collaborated together, and. But there's needs on both sides that are being met. And what I love about the example you just shared is that you can see how there's influence building. Teresa de Grobois, you know, our influence expert, talks about that, where there's that mutual reciprocity that's happening. Right. So the wine sponsors in that example are getting exposure to a new market, to new people who perhaps never heard about their product. And when you have two very respected professionals that are on air talking about the product, 
it's coming across as an endorsement. So not right. only are you just saying thank you to our wine sponsors, which most people actually don't listen to, right. but they will listen to the conversation. And those hosts were able to share the story of the wine company. And that's where I think right. entrepreneurs can knock it out of the park is that you can become the messenger. Right. You can talk about that product in a way that a company can't talk about their product themselves. Right, right, exactly, exactly, and and you know it actually gave me an idea from them, <clears throat> excuse me, getting their wine sponsorship because I'm a big tea drinker, so I'm looking for connections to a tea sponsor. So if someone sponsors and gives me lots of tea, I'll talk about their tea on every show. So I'm just putting that out there just in case. Um, well, that's what we do. We put our dreams out there. <laughs> absolutely. Um, we got a question on the Facebook live stream from Shalice. She asks, yeah. "How does one find companies or?" develop relationships to attain sponsorships, right? So well, once we've decided yeah. that we want to sponsor, now it's like, what's the next step is how do we find a, an appropriate company? How do we develop that relationship? That's a perfect question, Shalice. And I love the fact that you use the word relationship in your question, because what that is so key. Sponsors want to have a relationship with the folks that they support. And in, in the sponsorship world, we're, the person that's asking for sponsorship is considered what we call a property, which is kind of a weird term. But yeah. the people that are approaching businesses for sponsorship, those sponsors want to have a relationship with you. Here is the real key to your question, Shalise. We start with people we know first. Let me give you an example. My first 40 sponsors, when I was launching my book on Toby's terms, which was some what Sam was talking about earlier, uh, my first 40 sponsors that came on were all in kind. There was no cash given, and they were all people I knew. There were zero cold calls, zero oh, weirdness wow. of me having to ask somebody for something that I didn't know, all people I had relationships with. And collectively, here's the cool part, collectively, their in-kind contributions, which included things like buying my books in bulk, uh, food and hors d'oeuvres for my book launch, the meeting space, the venue provided at no cost, my clothing for three years, my haircuts and hairstyles, and get wow. this, even massages and health products. Ah, <laughs> so love collectively, it. And all of the things that I was getting sponsored through these 40 businesses that I knew came to almost $39,000 a year, which meant wow. that over three years, you know, that's almost $120,000 that was not coming out of my business bank account or right. our family personal bank account. And what was beautiful is that I was able to support those 40 businesses by getting them in front of my audience, introducing them to connections that would help them grow their business, using their products and talking about them. And those 40 sponsors brought their influence to me. So, Shalise, with your question, um, Look, first of all, and this applies for all of you listening, the first step is to look at who you know and who you do business with. Mm -hmm. Another example is my eye doctor mm -hmm. um, came on as a sponsor on one of the events that we were doing. And I had never in a million years thought of approaching my eye doctor. Ah, and he was, he was blown away when he found out I wrote books and that I had books and that two of my books were for children. And he said, Charmaine, we are trying to educate parents about the importance of eye care for children and we're struggling of how to get that message because nobody wants to read a flyer and <laughs> they're not in the waiting room long enough right. to watch a, right. a video 
And we think that if we were to give your books away and sponsor an event for you, we could put some information in there and have them stop into our office so our staff can just give them a little few tips, a few tips on how to protect their children's eyes in the summer from the sun. And and I would never in a million years, honestly, Sam, have thought of asking my, right. my eye doctor to be a partner. But he had a need, and I had this, the audience that he wanted to reach. Right. And we found a way to collaborate together. Cool. Cool. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you know, speaking of, of that, it, it's, it, it's also not just who you know, but who, you know, your friends who can introduce you to. Because I know that with Michael, with getting the History Channel, he didn't get the History Channel directly. I believe Joan Pelzer, again, from Follow Me Friday, she introduced him to somebody who works with the History Channel. And so that person, you know, Michael gave them uh, his numbers and everything for his show. And then, and uh, that person brought it to the History Channel and then helped to facilitate and make that happen so that Michael didn't do it on his own and he didn't approach History Channel cold. Joan introduced him to this person who, intro- who then brought it to the History Channel. So it, it's also your friends can, can introduce you to people who can help you with getting sponsors as well. That's entirely true. And and we have met many sponsors through what you've just talked about, Sam, asking for connections, asking for uh, powerful introductions to people that we need to connect with. Part of the challenge with sponsorship, and it kind of goes back to Shalisa's question around how do we find those companies, part of the challenge is we might have our list of dream sponsors, and that's really good homework for everyone to do, is to write a list of the dream sponsors. Those are your bigger sponsors but also to write a list of your local sponsors. Right. Part of how we approach sponsorship and collaboration is to start close to home first. Now, uh, let me give you an example. A lot of people say, I'd love to have Staples or Starbucks or Lululemon as right. my sponsor. And it's really hard to go to national office at any of those very big companies and talk about your project and engage them in an opportunity to collaborate or sponsor you. Because at the national level, they're dealing with Olympics and folk festivals, really, really huge events with tons of history and experience behind them. But what you can do is start locally. And that's exactly what we've done so many times. I'll start with my local um, chain, Staples, for example, and partner with them. They collaborate with me on a project, and then they take me to Staples Regional Office or Staples mm. Na- National Office. Right. They facilitate that introduction. So the power of your friendships and connections is so important. And you can also be an influencer for them. Right. Your friends and colleagues may have people that you that they want to connect with because getting past the gatekeeper can be challenging. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, Chris, quickly before we go to break, we also, uh, people need to keep in mind that, you know, when you're going to somebody and asking for a sponsorship, they also want to know what they're getting for it. Like we said before, it's a relationship. So I know that Michael was able to get the History Channel because he has very good social media numbers. He spends a lot of money on Facebook ads and boosting posts. And so he put a lot of effort in so that he could show he has a really good size reach so that that was enough to interest the History Channel. But if he had tried doing it a year before, before he had built up those numbers, they probably wouldn't have been interested. Yes. That, that, you've mentioned something really important, to know your numbers 
uh, at Ray the Dream, we actually call it knowing your vital statistics, <laughs> keeping track of the reach that you have. And I would, I would uh, put money on it that anyone listening today has no idea of how powerfully connected you are. And last year at the Global Influence Summit, we did a really cool exercise where we, uh, we used one of the worksheets we have at Raise a Dream, and people tracked their influence and their reach on social media through mm-hmm. the networking groups that they belong through, through the clubs uh, that they belong to. Yeah. And we had one person who said, I think my reach is probably 100,000. And when she did the reach uh, exercise, she had connections with over a million people. Her wow. reach was massive compared to what she thought. Wow. So your example mm-hmm. um, of the producer and, and his social media influence is really, really important to take note of. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, let's go out quick uh, to break. And when we come back, ooh, Shalice, I'm going to a- read that comment and answer it in a moment. And uh, we're going to talk about also um, influence building, right? And, and, and the importance of influence building with this, Okay. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're having an amazingly wonderful discussion, with Char- an informative discussion with Charmaine Hammond about sponsorships and all kinds and relationships and raising your dream. So Shalice, uh, she asks, she says, yes, many companies want influence. I work in the cannabis industry with a focus on hemp. It's kind of uh, it's kind of trying to find businesses that even want to associate with that industry. So, Shalice, I have a resource for you on our network because on Fridays at 11 a.m., we have In the Know 420 with uh, Joseph Bondi, who does a show all on the legal cannabis industry, the changing policies and all kinds of stuff. So if you listen in to that show or check out on talkradio.nyc, their podcasts from their former shows – You're going to hear him interview lots of people talking about different organizations and different companies. There is a huge growing interest in hemp, in cannabis, and there are many companies who are interested in that industry. Uh, You just may not be looking in the right places 
Um, but there, I know for a fact there's an organization called the Marijuana Business Association. Um, there are other industry associations now popping up, uh, specifically in places like Oregon and Washington and Colorado and soon California. So um, it, it, the thing is, don't go after the companies that don't want to be associated. Look at what's going on within the industry and find the, the entrepreneurs and the people who want to get in, 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 into it. Right, Charmaine? Exactly. And how, how amazing is that, that you're interviewing that guest and Shalise brings up this question. I mean, that you were meant to be here today, Shalise. On this. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You're going to get a lot of information from that show with that expert. And what I did while we were on the commercial, so what was that, two or three minutes, what I did, Shalise, because uh-huh. uh, I saw your question on Facebook, is I just went in and did a super fast Google search in uh-huh. whatever, two minutes. And what I typed in the Google search bar, just so you know, is I typed in um, uh, cannabis industry sponsors and hemp industry sponsors. And I just typed that in to see what would come up. And there was a ton of businesses that are supporting um, that industry. So one organized, and what I do here, I'm just on one of the associations. It's called the Hemp Association, sorry, the Hemp Industries Association, H-I-A, the H-I-A.org. And what I do, and this is what you can do, Shalise, and everybody listening, when you're thinking about the projects you want to get sponsored, you can apply what we're talking about right now. So I'm on their website, Shalise, and what I did is I went under the to tab Industries on their website, and it actually shows a bunch of businesses uh, that, that have been a part of their projects. And then also on their website, they have a list of members. And what's really valuable here is that you can get a great idea of what are some of the businesses that have, that have joined this particular association who, who work in the industry that you're in. They're already in that target market. And then the other search that popped up was I punched in conferences, hemp um, industry conferences, because on conference websites, you will see the sponsors of the website. So the homework for you and anyone listening is to go out and research conferences in your industry, and it will show you who has sponsored those types of conferences. And you'll know that those are businesses that are interested in getting in front of that particular audience. That's a really easy homework to do that can produce powerful results. Ah, there, there you go, Shalise. You got uh, homework in addition to all this great information <laughs> for you to get you going in the right direction. That's wonderful. Thank you, Charmaine. That, that's, that's great. I love having these like live examples that people can yeah. really take because this is, this is like, it doesn't matter that it's hemp. You know, it could be any industry. You, you do the same steps and you'll come up with the same results. Exactly. One of our clients hosts, so totally different industries than Shalisa's industry, uh, she hosts events for women, and her goal is around women empowerment. That's the work that she does and the industry she works in. So when she's researching her potential sponsors outside of her circle of influence that she wants to build a relationship, she does exactly what we talked about. She researches sponsors women's empowerment, sponsors women's events sponsorship, women's retreats. The other thing you can do is use LinkedIn. and LinkedIn is my mm. best friend <laughs> because you can do searches in LinkedIn with companies that, that you're interested in and type in the company name and the word sponsorship or community investment or partnership beside the company name 
and then click people under the search bar and that will actually show you some of the companies and the contacts because Shalise asked a question earlier on, how do you get to the right people? Um, you can use LinkedIn and their website to help you find that. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, LinkedIn, great, great, uh, wonderful piece of advice. I love LinkedIn. It's a fabulous, fabulous tool. Okay, so before we close out the show, why don't we talk a little bit about the connection or the correlation between influence building and collaboration and sponsorship? Mm, Great question. So influence building and collaboration and sponsorship are so, so connected because as you collaborate with people on a project, whether it's your project or theirs, your dream or theirs, collaboration is at the root of everything. Even if a sponsor is giving you a check to support a project, they're sponsoring you with cash, they still want to be part of the project. They don't just want to give you a check and say, have fun. They want to be invested. They want to find many ways to integrate into your particular project, event, dream, whatever it is that you're seeking sponsorship for. So we have to be really good at relationships. We have to be great at collaboration. And we have to be open to sharing our influence. So when we're talking with sponsors, so first, Shalise, if you're talking to one of these um, sponsors in your industry, um, you want to talk and ask them questions about who are the types of people you want to get in front of and how do you get in front of them and how might my project, how might my event help you reach the audience? So what you're looking at is how can we share our influence to support our sponsors and how can they share their influence to help us make a bigger difference in the world. Right, right. Now, now, um, also in the in the collaboration, you know, I've talked a lot just about radio shows and kind of podcasts, um, but but what about you know this collaboration with other kinds of things? Like you talked about, you know, your books before and events, right? That that's a a little bit different, right? What what other kinds of things can we get sponsors for? Oh, I love that question. That's a juicy question. What can we get sponsors for? You can get sponsors for so many things related to your personal life as well as your business life. So, I mean, I give examples from we had a 32-foot motorhome mm-hmm. sponsored for us right down to our poop bags. And some of you might be thinking, what is the connection with poop bags? <laughs> some of my books are about my dog. So that is <laughs> right. that's the connection. You can get products and service sponsored, um, Your things like your clothing, some of your business needs. Like we have many times had photography sponsored for our events. Uh, and launches and our tours, we've had videography sponsored. We've had web pages sponsored, um, our printing, even coffee. Uh, we have a water sponsor and uh, we're now, who is now in the business of tea and coffee. I should do an introduction to you, Sam. Yes. And, um, and the, the list is really endless. So the homework on this would be for all of you to write a list of what would be great for your project, whether it's an event, a launch, whatever it is that you're trying to get sponsorship for, what is everything that you need to make that event a success? So with the Global Influence Summit, that's exactly mm-hmm. what we did. We wrote down what is everything that we need to host this event. We need name tags. We need photographer. We need media. We need a venue. And then we started to look at where could we bring in some of the relationships that Joseph, Teresa, and I have to be a part of this event through collaboration and or sponsorship. That list will be really helpful for you because as you start meeting people just in in your day-to-day activities and phone calls, 
you can start to see if there's a connection or a synergy that exists between what it is you need and what some of the businesses and entrepreneurs that you're talking to have. And then, of course, we have to, you mentioned something before one of the breaks, Sam, about, um, you know, what do we give our sponsors in return? And you gave the example about um, the producer who is exquisite at social media. That's the other piece we need to think about is what can we do? What do we have available? How can we be of value to the sponsors? So we can support them through social media, through connections. And and, and unfortunately, Charmaine, our time is up, so we're going to have to leave it there. Um, Real quickly, can you let our audience know if they want to find out more about you, work with you, or about the Global Influence Summit, where can they go? Absolutely. They can go, and I'll put it in the Facebook page too. They can go to raiseadream.com, raiseadream.com, or globalinfluencesummit.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Charmaine, thank you so, so, so much for, for taking the time out, especially at the, like the last minute. I mean, this all came together just in the last couple of days. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today. It was so informative and, and so much fun t- to have you. I'm really, we got to share this, this episode out there because I know lots of people who need this information. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. And, and, I appreciate you all listening to this. And Shalise, thanks for asking the questions. That was great. Have some real examples. Yes. Thank you so much, Shalise. Thank you. I see also Cole uh, was on the watching today. Maureen, Tara, uh, who else? And Elizabeth, thank you all for, for tuning in. Again, remember, everybody, uh, December 31st, 21st, excuse me, December 21st, winter solstice. TalkRadio.NYC Marathon, 10 a.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 hours with all of our hosts doing live shows. Please tune in. Tell your friends about it. You know, get everyone to to tune in. And we're going to have a whole bunch of fun. There's going to be a lot going on here in the studio. So I really hope you'll join us and make it a a fun, fun day. Thank you all for listening. Coming up next, a a replay of Oscar Nordstrom's show, um, Off the Beaten Path, followed by a brand new live show from Kai Cole, Um, with our daily magic with a guest in studio. So I hope you'll stick around for that. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo-woo! What's that? (laughs) Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? 
I'm your host, Antonia, of the show, So Now You Know. Join me as I attempt to satisfy your curiosity. Listen live Tuesday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. weekly at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.